Alright, welcome back to Two Knicks Talk Sports, episode 15 here. I'm Nick Minocchio here with Nick St. Lawrence. Yo, yo. Um, we have a lot to cover. The NFL, NBA, uh, we just watched the end of a great, great PC Xavier game. Uh, Celts are playing right now. Uh, Tom Brady retired. I mean, sports are kind of all over the place, all over the map right now. Um, but, uh, you know, before we hop into all that stuff, um, Nick, what's up, man? Oh, man. Again, like you said, it's good to be uh, a fan of sports right now. A lot going on. Um, we're a couple days away from going on vacation, so I'm a little excited. Yeah. Um, doing well at PT with my back, so all is well. Um, can't wait to dive into some uh, Celtics talk first. Yeah, we got some we got some good topics. Uh, typically, we're making a pretty in-depth agenda. Um, I think we're getting away from that a little bit, which is good. A little more free speaking here, and hopefully a little more entertaining at this point. But... Um, yeah, a ton going on. So, uh, weirdly enough, the Celts are playing again tonight. It seems to be a reoccurring event while we're recording. Um, and they're they're kicking the shit out of the Nets. Uh, they are up 29 right now. Uh, no, sorry. Holy, I can't add. What's 25 and 15? They're up 39. Yeah. They're I was, killing I it was, right now. I was doing well in math in school i promise you that <laughs> um they're up 39 against the nets um obviously the nets without durant and you know without durant it is what it is you know take that with a with a grain of salt but um brooklyn's still been playing decent even without him the the Celts just opened the game i think you said they opened like eight for nine from three right now they have 21 threes they're shooting 54 percent from threes and 60 percent from the field uh they're just i mean they're just waxing them right now uh, I mean we, we haven't watched a ton of this game I was watching a little bit of it earlier but they just seem to be I mean the Nets are chalked at this point I don't even think they're they're playing any of their starters or big guys anymore so I mean I, w- I wouldn't if I was them risk an injury um, yeah, I will say that you know Kyrie has been you know balling out uh, the last time we we were on um, the Celtics lost the heat um, uh, I'm sorry lost on the magic they have been on our Achilles heel. Uh, they then played the the Heat uh, the following night. Um, Tatum had a rough turnover at the end of the game. We just couldn't close it out. We had an opportunity to win. We lost that game. Brought us through the New York Knicks game. Um, overtime loss. We should have won that game or at least tied. Unfortunately, uh, Jalen Brown didn't hit his two free throws. Um, but you know what? He... Uh, he took accountability for his actions and came back uh, the very next game. He was a superstar versus the Lakers. Um, everyone probably saw the end of regulation in that game with uh, LeBron having a, a McKenzie, Skyler, hissy t- uh, temper tantrum at the end of the game. Meltdown. Um, and then we went in overtime, and uh, Jalen Brown continued what he was doing uh, during the game. He was a purebred superstar and, you know, ices the game pretty much with free throws uh, to kind of get him over the hump from the previous game. And now we're balling out against the net. So, again, it, it, since we talked last, we're, we're probably going to go two and three. Um, but the bottom line is that we're back in the win column and momentum, you know, swinging back in the right direction. So, let, I, I don't know how much of the Lakers game, if you watched every minute of it or, you know, the end of it or whatever it was. But let's, just to dive into that game, obviously, the Lakers game is the two biggest games of the year for for us i mean we both hate the lakers um uh first off the end of 
regulation, um, the end of regulation into overtime, Brown was the best player on the court. Wasn't even, I don't even think it was a comparison to anyone else. Tatum had an off night. LeBron's numbers were unbelievable, but it didn't matter. Brown would just basically just took over. When he plays like that, and he had games like that in the playoffs, he's had games like that this year, so on and so forth. When he plays like that, even though we say like Tatum had an off game or um, you know some of the other guys like had a bad game or whatever, Tatum still had 30 that night, and we he had 30 and 11, and we'd say he had an off game because he shot poorly. And when, six turnovers. When Brown plays like that, they're borderline unbeatable. Like yeah. they're they're they're. They're by they're by far the best team in the league because when you when you really go down into the one two like who's the best one two in the league obviously Anthony Davis LeBron are going to get lumped into that conversation Davis has been injured you know but when healthy they're in that conversation there's other guys other duos that are in that conversation but I think Tatum and Brown are number one but when Brown plays like the number one and Tatum is still again having an off game and scores thirty. They're unbeatable. Yeah, they're, they're just – it's just the confidence factor. We've we've talked to this, uh, you know, on, on pod previously, and I would say in the nauseam off pod, is that, like, you know, uh, everyone that's been listening or anyone that knows Nick and I, Nick's more of a Tatum guy, I'm more of a Brown guy. Not that he doesn't like Brown and I don't like Tatum. It's just the way the, the cookie crumbles. And, you know, he supports his guys and I support uh, mine. The, the thing is, is when they're both on, forget about it. Like, you know, we just need a smidgen from the bench and we, we're good. But having two superstars that can take over at any point in time is just and an amazing over, luxury. And he took over yeah, overtime. I, I mean, like, he won them overtime. Like, he, he st- I think he started with the, the tech. Pat Beverly got the tech. Yeah, he was funny in that which game. Was he actually had, he had a really good game, actually, uh, Pat Beverly. I actually don't like him too much. I, I love, you know, um, you know after regulation, uh, uh, like I said, uh, LeBron had a Tampa tantrum, and Beverly went up to the ref with a camera to show him that there was a foul on the play, which I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty freaking funny. Um, I mean, to so, start overtime with a technical free throw is is, epic. is is very funny, but I mean from there, and then I don't know if you saw it on on Twitter. I actually meant to send it to you guys. I don't think I did. Um, Brown hit that pull up three. He got the rebound, oh. and then he hit that that just drove straight to the right side, pull up three. Isaiah Thomas said he taught him that. Said he taught him that. I I read that on Twitter. It was awesome. awesome. And he said, like, you know, good job, young killer, or something like that. I thought that that was so cool. Because IT was so good in the fourth in OT. He was so good. And those pull up threes, and he, like, IT fed off the the crowd a ton. And I feel like Brown does too. You know, like, obviously, the Celts crowd has got to be top, I don't know, three in the league, top five in the league, whatever you want to call it. Um, oh man, I can't believe you just brought him up. So just a flashback, real quick. I just want to like, so we've been Celtics fans like our whole life. I'm a huge Paul Pierce guy. You're you you love Paul Pierce, but you're like a Garnett oh, yeah. guy. But I'll tell you what, when we had it and he had 50 against the Wizards, and we were at Boston Billiards, one of the most iconic playoff games I've ever watched in person. Like he was unconscious. Yep. Um, he like knocked his tooth out, I think. I mean, he was a complete savage in that game. He just lost his sister. Uh, I will forever like that dude and I'm 
you know, he said he was bringing the Brinks trucks, and I honestly think if there's, he didn't have that hip ailment, he probably would have, uh, and he probably deserved it. He was really, really good. Um, but anyways, I don't want to get too far off uh, off topic, uh, but uh, awesome to see that he's still supporting Green, um, and Brown deserved it. I mean, he had a tough, you know, way to lose the game than they, the game before, lose, missing two free throws. So to come back and have this kind of game is just shows – his growth as not only a person but a, a player as well and like you said man like if if you can get one of these guys to be unconscious and the other one can play maybe not up to what you think they can but still drop right. you know 30 plus dude i mean tatum's luck. obviously better than an eight for 25 yeah. guy but you know what was cool too was after the knicks game tatum went to the podium and said i'm not allowed to bet on the nba but i would bet that next time Brown's in that situation, or next time Jalen's in that situation, or next time JB, whatever he said, next, I think he said next time JB's in that situation, he'll hit those free throws. And then the Lakers game comes up, the end of regulation, they're down three, he has the and one layup, they call a timeout, he goes to the foul line, and everyone in the crowd is, you know, on edge, and he hits the free throw. Yep. And it's just like, for for your for the other superstar to to publicly go out and like have your back immediately thereafter is so awesome because I mean they still could have lost the Knicks game like there's no guarantee that they win that game even if Brown hits those free throws right like it just you know it is yeah. what it is like it, it's not solely his fault they lost the game like you know no maybe, of course maybe I don't mean, let up 120 points or whatever yeah, they let I mean, up you I, know it's a team game but still with that being said i mean it was I, just cool that he did it the next game he hit the free throw and then when he went out in overtime and it was like just he forget just about attack the basket then a three then a, you know it was just he he's so strong going at the basket it's like on it's actually like thoroughly impressive like his little cool bs game in the inside where he like does the step back you know pull up shots are yep. are really good and he's really improved his three-point shooting especially like uh, you know uh off the break but when he goes at the rim he's just he goes against big dudes and he just has such great body control and that just shows like how strong of an individual he is and you know uh to, to go uh on what you said i think it's just awesome that both these guys really have each other's back and they want to they want to be in the longevity together, which is awesome because I'm not going to lie, last year, uh, you know, uh, in the very beginning, we are like, okay, you know, uh, me included, um, was like, oh yeah, we, need, we, we might need to bomb this, you know, uh, lineup because we just, for some reason, couldn't figure it out. And since they have, it's been amazing, and I'm glad that they fought through it because uh, they're two very special players. And I think no matter what, um, you know, we had – dropped in the power rankings for like a half a week and then Philly lost. So now we're back up top of the power rankings again. And after this Molly whopping tonight, I saw a thing today that said the Celts were are lucky, lucky. Yeah. Lucky. I think it was an ESPN yeah, thing. Lucky. They're lucky to stay in the first spot. And it's like, all right, I know. Um, so yeah, I mean, they, they're, they're closing out the game tonight. I'm, I'm sure they'll win. Uh, they'll be the first team to, they were the first to 36. They're going to be the first to, thir- to 37. Uh, it'll be their 20th win at home. Uh, Two-game winning streak again to get back on a streak is, is important, too. Yeah, so they'll be looking good. Uh, Friday night, they play again at home. They, they host Phoenix. I'm sure they'll be pretty pretty favored in that game. Uh, and then Monday, they go to Detroit. So, I mean, they got a, they get a good little window here for the next. They got some days off. They I mean, they have Saturday and Sunday off, and then they go to Detroit, which yep. should be a, a, a cakewalk. 
Um, get two more wins, you know, they'll be looking at, you know, one more shy of, of 40. If they can get to 40, you know, two by the all-star break, uh, 41, 42 by the all-star break. I mean, they're, they're set up to win, you know, close to 60 games. So awesome. Yeah. yeah they're, I mean, they're in the driver's seat still for the East. Philly's been playing great. They're still two and a half back. Milwaukee's been quietly on a five-game winning streak as well. I still would be more afraid of Milwaukee than Philly come uh, playoff time. I just want to go back one uh, real quick, just, you know, as a fan um, and, you know, showing our age a little bit, but, like, just in general, I just want to go back to that LeBron, uh, like, last uh, play. And the reason why I want to talk about it is because, listen, the fact that this dude is still this good at our age is insane. Like, uh, you know, dude's been doing it for – a long time. I hate LeBron James, but I, you know, uh, I give credit where credit's due. I wasn't a huge fan of Kobe throughout his career because I was a Celtics fan and I, he always was the killer of us. But mm-hmm. when, once he was done and he wasn't enough back there, I mean, I still consider him one of the best players of all time. And same thing with LeBron. But I'll tell you what, so many kids nowadays look up to this dude and having a temper tantrum on the floor and acting like a complete buffoon is just not a good look for any any young kid looking and thinking that that's normal behavior. On top of it, he traveled. Like, you know, uh, granted, yes, he did get followed on the play. I'm not going to lie. He did get followed. 100%. But it wasn't the worst follow of all time. And he did travel. So, like, you know, uh, he had, like, you know, the refs association saying things. Like, I can't tell you how many times at the end of games dudes get followed and they just don't call it because no one wants to win games. It's happened three or four times to the Celtics this year. Uh, Of course. At Cleveland, when Tatum dunked on uh, Jared Allen, Allen, there was no fall. It was an and one. I've seen that on Twitter. And then they lost the game. Um, The same thing with... uh, um, the game actually the game be- was it the game before when Rob Williams had like the hook shot and he got hit on the arm, yeah. no big I mean, deal. I mean, and that's just the Celtics. It's happened to everyone, right? So oh, yeah, no everyone. one wants to everyone. no. And, and as a fan, I don't want the game to be decided at the free throw line unless it's like egregious. You take somebody's head off, but they had a chance in overtime and they got spanked. So like, I just it just left a bad taste in my mouth when you're when you have that much of a platform and you are the face of the NBA and you have all these kids looking up to you and that's how you're acting, it's just you got to be better. Like, And that's not even just because I don't like LeBron. That's just in general. If, if that was Tatum, I, I might be saying the same thing. I agree. Um, or, or Brown or anybody. You know, it's just not a good look. I mean, he was on uh, Portnoy, uh, who's hilarious. He, like, had a thing. He counted. It was, like, 53 seconds or something. He was on the ground crying like a baby, like... That's ridiculous. Like, you would have thought it was a game seven and he lost, you know, a family member or something like it. It's just, you know, <laughs> like, stop. You just, it's yeah. just unnecessary. It's just not good for the youth. Like, that that's my big take home. It's just, you got too many people looking up to you. Like, I, you know, you you always see people, like, shooting threes, like, you know, uh, Curry or shooting half-court shot like LaMelo. Yeah. You don't want people acting like a complete lunatic because they don't get a call and being laying and t- having temper tantrums on the ground. So um, I just I just wanted to put that in as a as a basketball fan. Just I hate to see it. Um, and hopefully we don't you – know, hopefully he learns from it. It doesn't happen again. Yeah, and I, I mean, I – Echo the same exact sentiment. I think it was borderline embarrassing. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was, it was basically embarrassing what he, what he, and the way ESPN covers LeBron too was, you know, they had the camera on him the whole time, and of course the whole time that the overtime's going on, they're not, they don't, they could give a shit what Jalen Brown's doing. It's they panned to LeBron. 
Brown hits a three, they pan to LeBron. Brown got a rebound and put in a layup, they pan to LeBron and get his his. Uh, they the, just the the pandering to LeBron and granted, give the guy his due. He's 37, 38 years old, one of the greatest players of all time. That's fine. He's gonna pass Kareem. Gonna be the greatest scorer of all time. All of that stuff can be true, and you could also be an asshole. Yep. So, and, that, and, that, and that's basically that what I'm saying. I, I agree. I just wanted to put that in as, like I said, a fan of the game of basketball, and just we don't need that in, in upcoming sports. Like we already have enough nonsense going on, and I, I don't want to add to it. And the best part of it is LeBron's on the Lakers, and fuck LeBron. And they lost the game, and, and the they're Lakers. in whatever, 10th place, 11th place, whatever place they're in. It doesn't matter. They're irrelevant as a team. Anthony Davis is, was a great player. He still is a great player when he's healthy, but he's you know Never healthy, made of aluminum foil at this point. LeBron is going to be LeBron. That's fine. They play Schroeder, Pat Beverly, a lot of scraps. Uh, the, the the Reeves, the white dude, um, Thomas Bryant, Hauchimura from. Uh, from Washington, who they thought was like ESPN covered it, like this dude was coming over, he was going to be like a savior. They gave up a second round pick for him, like they 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 basically gave up like some European dude that they're going to draft for Hachimura, and they think like this guy's going to come over and what average like 22 a game for him, like he stinks. He falls every other play. He you know he averages like 12 a game, and whatever. The Lakers are irrelevant. Sorry to go off on a tangent about the Lakers, but I just can't stand them, and the way that they're covered is just so absurd. At least, like, the way that the Cowboys are covered, at least the Cowboys win 12, 13 games a year, and they're, you know, first place in in, in division or at least close to it. Obviously, they didn't win it this year, but, like, that's how they're covered. They were talking about Anthony Davis and LeBron should have been starters in all-star games. Like, how can you start two players that are legitimately not even a playoff team? Like, like it's just unnecessary. I, I just, again... Um, not to go, you know, too too crazy. Uh, again, Celtics are up on the Nets, 129 to 84, which is just absolutely absurd. Um, Tatum has got 31, and Brown has 26. They both. Jason Tatum tonight is plus 46. I'm not gonna lie. I've been watching basketball for a long time. I don't know if I've seen plus yeah, I 46 I, I before. I can't tell you too many times I've seen plus plus 46 with that amount of points and he's got 31 points nine boards four assists two steals one block he only has one turnover and one fall plus 46 ridiculous in 29 minutes is crazy it's that's obnoxious um but we want to we uh pan over we talked about what we were doing right before we watch this again uh nick and i are season ticket holders for the providence college friars they're ranked 17th in uh, the nation and They've been playing well. They got two uh, big road uh, wins, which we needed uh, going into today's matchup against Xavier. Uh, we beat Villanova at Villanova, and uh, who's the game prior to that? Uh, Butler and uh, the but- ball uh, at home. Yeah, Butler before that. Yeah, Butler was the one I was thinking of. <clears throat> and then you know uh, we're at Xavier tonight, who's ranked 16th, one above us. Um, started the game, we were absolutely putrid uh, to start, uh, and they were red hot. Um, with, they were without one of their best players. Um, thought we could squeak out a win. Uh, we went on a run to end the half. I think we were uh, uh, down four, four or something at, at halftime, which at one point we were down like big time double digits, like 14 yeah. or something. So to make the run before half, I was like, if we can keep it there, we'll be all right. Bryce Hopkins was. Uh, not 
irrelevant tonight. He got shut down. Um, and some of our guys that have been playing well have, have stepped up, Noah Locke being the one that comes out the most. And, and Mr. Consistent uh, Croswell uh, was really, really good tonight. But just short of a victory tonight, we lost uh, by two. Um, tough loss. Just, yeah, just a... I mean, tough loss because... Bynum. You know, they, I mean, Bynum played well. Croswell yep. played well. Um, Carter played okay. Yeah, Hopkins and Bynum are, 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 you know, they're two best players. And, again, combined they were 6 for 26. If you were to say they shoot 6 for 26 and they lose by 2, you, like, you would think they got blown out if, if you would have told me that beforehand. So um, my one concern, and, again, a few guys from Xavier played really, really well as well. So, you know, what are you going to do? Um, boom. Uh, played really well. Day boom. Uh, the the big dude, and I don't even know how to pronounce it. Nunge, he, yeah, I mean, he hit twenty three and fourteen. Shot ridiculous. Um, they let up eighty five. You know that that's just a. It, granted, it was an overtime game, but even even before overtime, they were at seventy six or whatever. So it, it was just a. That's a that's a tough game. Um, they do have Xavier at home coming up. I think it's the first game in March, and they have they have. They have an interesting schedule coming up. So they got Georgetown. They got St. John's. They should win both of those games pretty handily, pretty easily. I think the Georgetown game, they should, you know, wipe the floor with them. Uh, at St. John's, you know, again, road game, maybe a little bit difficult. We'll see. Uh, and then starts the the stretch that's going to determine, you know, basically the Big East champion and in where they slot in the tournament, the Big East tournament, and also the NCAA tournament because – they host Creighton and Villanova, and right now uh, Creighton's not ranked, but they will be by the they end. They probably year. will be, and uh, Villanova played them hard. Yeah, they played really well. Villanova's beating Marquette right now at half, uh, right before half. So, uh, which we need that W because Marquette. I feel like Villanova's starting to like turn the. Well, they got they got yeah. uh, what's the name back? So um... they're getting a little healthier, and then um, after Villanova, they play at UConn. Um, at Georgetown, again, should be kind of just like a walk in the park. And then they play at home against Xavier. And the Xavier game could be – could determine the the, I don't know, the champion. I, I'm not sure, you know, again, where, where Marquette's going to slot, where, you know, Creighton – I don't even know if Creighton has a shot at this point or where UConn, from a, a, a Big East standpoint, where they slot in record-wise. But, um, yeah, they got some big games coming up. Yeah, Justin Moore is good, man. So having Villanova get him back, I mean, like you said, if if they beat Marquette, I mean, they're essentially right now, well, not anymore because Xavier beat us, but Xavier, Marquette, and us were all tied um, at 17 and five. We're now 17 and six. Xavier goes up. I, they were one one rank ahead of us. I don't think it's going to change it dramatically. But if Marquette loses to Villanova, that actually helps us um, because Villanova is not ranked and Marquette was three ahead of us, yep. um, which will be a good thing. I definitely agree with you. It's going to come down to the end. I will say a couple things is that we started this game 13 to four rebound and we we're getting destroyed. We end up winning the rebound battle 44 to 40, which is awesome. And a testament to Cooley's timeouts and half court, uh, halftime adjustments to make these guys play hard. And with that being said, we just, can compete against anyone I think um, mm-hmm. I, you know I think we can lose to anyone uh, but I think we can win against anybody but I do like you you said it best earlier like before the season you're a Bynum guy he's going to lead the team in scoring and I was like I, I'm a Hopkins guy and they they 
when hot, you can make an argument that the best players, but it's these other guys that have been, you know, every given night, somebody's Carrier. having a, yeah. a, a <laughs> night. You know, uh, Carter's been has done it a few times. Locke's done it a few times. Croswell's now done it a few times. So when you have a list of people that can just step up at any time, kind of similar to what they're not Tatum and Brown, but when you have that amount of people that can step up, if they all start clicking at the right time, I mean, we can beat anybody. Um, we just, like you said, we need to have that down the stretch because – um, yeah, we have a chance to winning the Big East title for a second time, which uh, we did never had done it before. And if we can go back to back, that'd be freaking awesome. So it would be it would be um, huge. And also, again, it's, it's possible it's too. Be it's not NCAA like it's crazy. Uh, tournament seating, you know, where they're going to seat. Right now, I think Lenardi had him as six. Yeah, I've seen five. I've heard five to seven. Yeah, five so. to seven. So they're in that range, right? Uh, the Xavier loss is not going to be. You know, by two in overtime is not going to hurt them in any capacity. If if it does anything, it probably helps them. Um, the you know these other games, Creighton, Villanova, UConn, and Xavier, the the four games that they have left that are the bigger games, those are going to determine where they end up. And then once they go to Madison Square Garden, what seed they are essentially doesn't even really matter. It's just how they do in the tournament. Last year they kind of shit the bed, and they ended up with what were they last year? Five, four or five? I think it were five. Yeah, I'm not sure. Whatever it was, yeah. they were they were five or six, I think, and they played. They ended up playing Kansas, who was the national champion, and they hung with Kansas the whole entire time. The they played obviously. Game. They played them the best out of anyone else, and we had we had opportunities to actually win that game. Yep. Um, we just and we're a better team this year. Like we have more scoring uh, power this year than we did last year. Um, they won some wild games last year, and Dude, they've they won were, some great games this year too. But I just feel almost like almost undefeated at home last year. They are insane. they are very very good defensively this year, which again, which was my concern of they gave up 85 tonight. I don't know if they've given up 85. Um, Marquette double overtime. They gave up 98. I mean double yeah. overtime. Yeah, right. But uh, 85 is the high on the season, and the, and and that's an overtime game too. So. Um, yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? But overall, <clears throat> um, some big games coming up. The the Georgetown and, and St. John's games that they have, the next two, again, they should win those games pretty handily, and then they have four remaining that, that should determine, you know, the kind of Big East, yeah. uh, you know, where, where the Big East goes from there. So, you know, we'll cover, to, we'll cover them kind of moving forward. Um, we're actually going to miss, I, I, I guess we'll miss the Georgetown game. I don't know if we're coming back. On Wednesday, I don't know if you're going to go to the game on Wednesday or. Uh, it all depends. It's a six. I think it's a six or six thirty game, so it depends on what time it, we get yeah, back. Yeah, what time we get back and what that's going to look so, like. But. I mean, it's Georgetown. I'm not too concerned about it. I don't. I'm just was looking at it like that's the next home game. So. I hate to miss any games at home. To be honest with you, it's still always there's a good so atmosphere. few left. Yeah, uh, but we'll see. Um, I will say that <laughs> the Celtics has, uh, beat the Nets by 43 at home. Um, nice. So uh, and it extends our winning streak against Brooklyn to ten games now. They're, I wonder uh, if Kyrie would stop out the uh, the mascot tonight. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's you're a real tough guy when you have Kevin Durant out there, you know, just slaying and you know scoring thirty five a game. You're 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 a big time tough guy, but it's tough when you don't have him, right? And you have to be the number one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Either way, great. Uh, I mean. We don't cover hockey on the pod, and not not to say I'm not like I'll go to a game and it's awesome. I'm just not a hockey guy, and I don't know much about hockey, so uh, I'll be talking about the shit if if I did cover them. But I will give them credit. I mean, what they're doing is absolutely insane. Um, 
the last time I knew, they only had like five losses or something. The Bruins are the yeah. best team in NHL history at this point. Which is just insane. So so Bruins are spanking teams. The Celtics are the number one team in the league. Yep. PC is ranked 17th at this moment in time. I mean, geez, it's pretty. The Patriots hired an offensive coordinator. Yeah, we're gonna get, well, actually. You know, with that being said, let's uh, let's let's uh, let's flip over to the NFL before we uh, go into uh, the conference championships. Let's talk about the the Patriots for a minute. We talked about this on Pod last time. We were you know very disgruntled um, at Patricia and Joe Judge as our quarterback and offensive coordinator, and we needed. Uh, them to leave so we could have a little bit more faith in Mac Jones making a jump and then just in general about what we were going to do as far as the draft and maybe the offseason moves and we did we hired somebody right and yep. uh, we got who we wanted right um, so um, we got one of our old guys coming back um, Bill Ryan um, so then what's your, what's your take on that? How do you feel? I mean, I think I'm happy. I, anything's better than Patricia, right? And, and the fact that they haven't even, like, reassigned Patricia or, like, figured out what he's going to do yet makes me feel even better because it, it actually makes me think he's just going to stay with the organization but not be in any sort of, you know, like, game day uh, role. Right, yeah. yeah like, yeah. in a decision-making role. Like, right. I'm sure he'll be, uh, you know, uh, Analytics assistant, guy or something. an assistant yeah, yeah, right. to the – linebackers coach or whatever he's going right. to end up being right like a senior consultant or something like great that's fine um he just he can't call plays obviously offensively uh defensively i don't know if he can do that or not but mayo you know, saying so and they said not, he's kind of stepping up into more like and in, into a bigger role himself we'll see what happens with that but i love it and i'm actually very happy that they kept mayo because i feel like if bill dies on the field which i do really think that <laughs> Belichick will eventually just die on the field because at this point he's you know 73 or something like that. Like Mayo can take over, and I'm I'm not confident enough that we saw Bill O'Brien as a head coach and he wasn't you know wasn't great. And you know God forbid if it was Patricia or Steve Belichick, like I'm all set with that. Um, yep, Mayo I, just I, seems I, like a very well buttoned up individual. Uh, he he the way he speaks, the way he carries himself. Um, He's obviously a, was a hell of a player for them as well. Wicked good player, yeah. Um, and one of, probably one of their best first-round draft picks that they made. And one of the, I want to say he was like number seventh pick or something like that when he was drafted out of Tennessee, seven or eight, whatever it was. Like the Patriots smacked top ten draft picks when they had them. Yeah. They smacked them out of the park. Richard Seymour, Ty Warren. Uh, I don't know if Wolfork was top 10, but he was top 15, 20-ish. Yeah, yeah. Like, when they built yeah. that defensive line, they like they smacked all those first-round yeah. picks out of the park. Mayo was another one that, when they drafted him, we were all like, holy shit, they took someone in the You're top right. 10. Like, normally they draft, they they, uh, they trade it out. Um, and you could always tell, like, he knew what he was doing. He retired a little bit early. And he was kind of like the coach on the field. Yep. For like for the, the last for, for, really for a while, long, you yeah, know. For, so, yep. um, yeah, I'm very happy with it. I like O'Brien. I mean, I agree. I don't think he's. I think he was always better as an assistant coach than he was uh, as a head 100%. coach. But he's always been good with quarterbacks. I mean, granted, Watson's just a good quarterback. But I mean, at the time he had him, he was literally. You could make an argument he was top five in the league. So um, yep. to to have him help with the growth 
whether it be Mac, Zappy, whoever the hell it may be, um, I like it. I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. Now all um, eyes go to the draft. Right? Yeah, like, correct. Where do they and all season moves. Do we do we do we try to get a guy like Hopkins? Do we do we you know make any other moves? Do we re-sign guys? Who do we target in the draft? You know. Um, I mean, they got to go some offense in the draft. Got, like, 100% got to go some offense. Have to. Have to. At least, at least one. And that's at least coming, one. It's coming up because it's. And it's know, not. It's and I, I don't mean running backs either. I mean fucking receivers. Right. Um. It's it's February. Yep. It's February first, so it's gonna be. It's close. I want to say the combine is. It's gonna be here before you know it. Yeah, I want to say it's about a month, maybe six weeks away. I want to say it's in March, and then the drafts in April. April. So it's yeah, I mean, because it's coming up. Because we we do our. Rookie fantasy draft for Dynasty pretty early, so yeah, um, yeah I, I'm 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 excited. It just gives me hope again for the Patriots. Uh, we're very close to f- stupid defense too, so I, I just feel like that. You know, we can still make some adjustments. You had alluded to before, maybe another corner, you know, uh, linebackers, you know, something along those those lines. You know, I do like that Judon's been kind of re- recruiting. Um, you know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Aaron Donald, he tried to recruit. I think he tried to get Van Noy back. There was a couple of players that he, you know, uh, alluded to on Twitter to try to get. So, um, but yeah, we need it, the, the bottom line is I think at least we're trending in the right direction. Um, missed obviously uh, the playoffs this year, but we did have the conference finals uh, championship this past weekend. Really looking forward to these games. Uh, the early slate was 49ers at Philadelphia. You know, um, we had a friendly bet, uh, Nick and I, uh, as you all know, prior, we've been kind of giving our, our takes on favorites and who we thought we were going to, you know, go far. And, you know, we were right on the, on the final four. Um, and I will give it to hats off to Nick. He was right, um, with his picks, but this, uh, game, uh, got away from the 49ers pretty quick. Purdy went out, uh, after, uh, a fumble, um, and... He had a partially torn. Yeah, he he might have Tommy John okay, from a yeah. baseball injury. He might end up with like the UCL, UCL in his elbow was. or yeah. whatever. Um, well, he didn't play. The, you know, he tried to come back in, but it was useless. So we had Josh Johnson, and he was terrible. So yeah, so a few things on this game. <clears throat> I mean, I this game played out not how I thought it was going to play out. Obviously, you never really plan for injury, but I don't. Even if Purdy was in there, like. The way that the Eagles' defense was playing was they're really, really good, especially at home. And they get after the quarterback. I mean, we talked about this again. Uh, Hassan Reddick looked like... He was best player on the field. <laughs> yeah, and it's, that's crazy. No, when, he was the best player on the field, when, period. When, like, when you play, defense, with, when you play with Fletcher Cox, Darius Slay, you know, you're on the field with Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel. Like, he was unbelievably... And Josh Sweat was their best defensive player for the majority of the year, too. They're so. really, really good. So, that is why I kind of thought the game was going to go that way. Just because I feel I felt like Purdy was going to get exposed in some capacity. With that being said, I never thought he was going to get injured. That sucks because it was an awesome story. And even though I'm, I, I, I root for the Eagles because my wife's an Eagles fan... Um, I kind of wanted the Niners just because of the way the story all went down, and I like McCaffrey and I like McCaffrey. Still had a great and, game though. He was the only person that was consistent. I guess. What I didn't understand, and Shanahan gets like this somehow gets this pass. I, this is what I don't understand about Shanahan. Like, yes, Josh Johnson had to come in. He sucked. He was terrible. 
Okay. You're not going to prepare for... I think they picked him up like three weeks ago because of... You can't prepare for Garoppolo, Lance, then (laughs) Purdy getting injured, Right. right? But you're down... It's the it's the third quarter, it's the fourth quarter, whatever it is. You're down twenty eight to seven. You put Purdy back in. He can't throw the ball. So you just start running the ball. It's not a regular season game where you're like, okay, we're just, you know, move on to the next it's the NFC championship game. There's nothing to lose. Just have someone throw the ball. Anybody. Try and have I know, McCaffrey I know, throw the fucking I know ball. McCaffrey threw one pass right. and it was a disaster, but like Try something. I don't know. Run, run. Um, I don't know. I have no idea. Debo, Ayuk, McCaffrey. They're all such good uh, athletes. At some point, they probably played quarterback when they were a kid. And granted, this is the NFL. I'm sure it's 9,000 times different. But you're going to lose. Yeah, right. So, like, running the ball (laughs) made no sense. And they kept running it and running it. And then it was great. Because they were getting first downs, because they're a running team, but you it was the just clock. bleeding yeah, the clock. Correct, you know? and it made no sense. The, I, and uh, Shanahan uh, didn't even get questioned correct. about it because it was like, well, they didn't have a quarterback. What are they going to do? I don't, I don't know. know. Throw the ball. You're still try. trying to win the game, correct. right? Yeah, right. It sucked because I know that the the score looks bad, thirty-one-seven, right? But. San Francisco's D played fucking pretty fucking good. I mean, Hurts didn't really have a great game. His quarterback rating was 72-3. He didn't have any touchdowns, uh, no interceptions. Didn't have a, you know, leading he, receiver yeah, at 36 yards. Yeah, um, but, you know, their run game was still good. You know, they had 148 yards on the ground. Sanders, you know. Four touchdowns. Uh, got in the end zone twice. Boston Scott got in, and then Jalen got, got in as well. So, um they're gonna be hard. Uh, they're gonna be hard to beat. Um, and you know, uh, at this point, they're my favorite to, to win the Super Bowl now that uh, my teams are out. Um, but again, not 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 the not the game I was anticipating. I was really looking forward to the next game, and it didn't disappoint. Um, Bengals at Chiefs. Um, the ending was 23-20. Um, I'm gonna ask you, Nick. I'll, I'll divert the first. Uh, uh, go for you, and then I'll put my two cents in about this game. So, yeah, my two takeaways from this game. I don't care how good your quarterback is. We've talked about this definitely off this, and I, I'm sure we've addressed it on here when we've covered games. I don't care how good your quarterback is. You can have Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. If you can't protect, protect them, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And that's going into the game, that's that was my description last week was Who's the Chiefs stop are at who? home and yeah. they're going to feed off the crowd. It's going to be loud. Burrow's going to be on the silent count. The, the the offensive line's weak as it is. Frank Clark's an animal. Um, Jones. Jones. Chris Jones, he was the best player on the field. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, saying something when there's guys on the other side that are paid millions and millions and millions. They're... Their defensive line was so much better than the Bengals' offensive line, and the 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 other point is Mahomes is Mahomes is so good that he makes up for the fact that they don't they didn't have receivers, but they didn't have receivers in this game. They didn't have receivers the whole year. Like Juju's a, Juju was a great pickup for them because I think he fit like that possession receiver type mm-hmm. of thing. 
MVS obviously balled out in this game. Yeah. And I think part of that was he hates Eli Apple. I think he talks shit about him after. Everyone hates Eli Apple. Well, Eli Apple talked mad shit going He's into an idiot. this game. Um, he, Mahomes just makes up for all of that. He's injured. He's obviously he was obviously hobbled. He threw for 326 and two TDs and no interceptions. No interceptions. He was only sacked three times. He, whatever the the play was, was that considered a fumble when he like tried to throw it? I think it went backwards or whatever. Yeah. If that play doesn't happen, this game's not even as close as because they were going to probably go down and score again. He's 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 one of mm, I don't know three or four dudes in the league that is a difference maker to the point where. There's no, like, it, it doesn't matter what the other team does. It matters what that person does. Mm-hmm. Same thing for the Super Bowl. If Mahomes, if if the Chiefs win that game, it's going to be because of Mahomes. If they lose the game, it won't be because Mahomes had a bad game. I yeah. would almost guarantee it. Like, Mahomes is going to put up numbers, Yeah. period. Like, he, if, if every game that they played was determined by just him, he would win every game. But... And and this is coming from someone who I don't even I don't even like the Chiefs. Yeah. But he's just no. You just call it you know an apple an apple you know square square right. They were the number one seed in the AFC this year and they lost arguably the a a top two or three receiver in the league in Tyreek Hill. Everyone thought the sky was falling. He's a high ankle sprain, bro. He's got a high ankle sprain. Dude, Mac Jones is out for multiple weeks. This dude's playing and ran for first down to solidify the game. Just uh, uh, just and beat. The Bengals, who had beat them three times in a row, yeah, yeah. so it was it was it was an awesome, awesome, awesome game. And I know a lot of that will get lost on, you know, the the Chiefs D played really well, which they did. They absolutely did. Burrow was erratic, and a lot of that had to do with he had no time, no time, all of that stuff, um, which which didn't allow the run game to get going. No. I mean, they so. My takeaways are very similar. I'm not going to go like into nausea about it because you hit the, the major points with. One, I want to give credit to Pat Mahomes because I don't even like the Chiefs. I hate Mahomes. Um, I hate the Chiefs. I hate Mahomes. But so do you. holy shit, this dude is a fucking stud. I mean, I've been saying it all year. This dude's a fucking stud. Uh, the games they lost, like, they could easily won. You know, so um, MVS crushing Eli Apple. Awesome. Pretty fucking cool, you know. Um Flip side, T. Higgins' touchdown catch, filthy. The yep. dude's fucking nasty. Uh, you know, uh, him and Chase are the best two one-two punch in the league. I'm pretty sure of it. I I would probably put money down that they are. Um, and Joe Burrow's an absolute stud as well, but you said it best. We, we talked about this in the beginning of the year when they were losing a couple of those games. He was the most sacked quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. They were without, like, three guys on their dude, offensive line. Dude, even last year. What, what was the... Uh, Just, if, if I'm so, them going into this offseason, I'm doing anything I can to bolster that offensive line. I think they did, though. That So that was the thing. Right? It, well, like they, they, they were... They, they it wasn't paid, because... Um, they, they were injured. It wasn't like they right. don't have the guys. They, they just, paid they the dude injured. from Dallas, like, they, uh, the guard, I think, or whatever. But was it last year when... It had to be last year because the year before that, Burrow was injured. They played... Um, and I, I want to say they played Tennessee. Burrow got sacked nine times. And they, I got shot nine times. Yeah. Burrow got sacked nine times. He, they still won that game. And then, think about that. Then he they got sacked to, nine times. Then they and went they to won. Arrowhead, and Dude. then they won that game. I'm pretty sure. So like, they were lucky to get where they got last yep. year, in a sense, because if you get sacked nine times, so, you normally yep. you're not winning those games. Uh, and then, and then uh, two other things I wanted to say. One is that like, 
I'm kind of glad that the Bengals lost, and and I don't mean this in a bad way, but like that's what you get for gloating and the whole week leading up to it. Way too many people talking fucking shit. Way uh, too many. You just can't do that. You got you got to be humble. You got to have some humble bread, and they, they didn't have it, and they got fucking humbled. They got fucking beat uh, as they should. And then lastly, the rest were fucking absolutely horrific in this game. And not, and and make no mistake about Terrible. it, we talked about this off pod, you know, not not even before, but like in heavy detail. That didn't matter, though, because at the end of the day, Smokin' Joe had the ball back with two minutes to go. He had an opportunity. So at that point, just like we talked about the LeBron thing, like you still have to play in overtime. You, you need to you need to finish. And yep. he, they did. Uh, but I will say one of the worst officiated games I've ever fucking seen. It was like a, it was insanely obvious to the point where it was like, Sad, uh, embarrassing uh, is a better word. Um, the third down play will never be explained. They got like ten over. third downs. It was like they like, played a play, and then the refs just said, "Well, no. the clock didn't yeah. run, so, so we're we gonna rerun it." And it's Crazy. Like, what? I mean, you're giving Pat Mahomes, and again, I picked them and I had money on them and all that stuff. You're giving Pat Mahomes another third and nine. Yeah, that it's makes, ridiculous. What, that makes no sense. Like, yeah, just, if that happened to Brady, oh my god, it would bring down something someone structures yeah. like it, it, people would die but it's Mahomes, so like oh well you know whatever it's like whatever yeah. it's, but i mean you know. so i just want to like i want to put that out there again i'm not the guy like a lot of people saying like that that was the reason and, but i will say those things do like you know a well, lot of helped. the game is mental, you know. So when you're, when when shit is not going your way and you get frustrated, some people play better frustrated. I know personally, me, you know, when I ra- when I race bikes frustrated, I did better. But when I played basketball, anything else frustrated, I was horrendous. So like, uh, so <laughs> I, you know, so like, um, you know, that does have an impact on the game. Still at that at that time, you have an opportunity. You, you know, uh, Burrow's been pretty ridiculous in the clutch. Mm-hmm. He had an opportunity, he just didn't get it done. And and, and honestly, I, I don't even blame him. I mean, I was. Literally, like, oh, my God. The second he hiked the ball, he was, like, running for his life while, like, you know, the pocket was non-existent and Jones was ready to be the undertaker and, you know, take him away, uh, you know, with Wall Bearer. So, um, I, I just – listen, uh, KC was better. KC uh, was better. And they're going to Super Bowl. They were better in that game. I still don't think they're the better team. No, as weird I, I as that agree. is, I don't think they're the better team. I just I, I, I the way it all played out was kind of how I thought it was going to play out, just because of the offensive line. Well, they were I mean, just a disaster. I, 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 you know, again, you know, prior to like I said, we had a friendly bet, but it wasn't just that you just were like, hey, this is the deal, and like I had the reasons why. I thought that they were going to be, and your reasons, you know, for both games were, you know, the Philly, you were like, listen, they're going to get up early. If they get up early, the running game is going to go. They did get up early. It just didn't go the way that it was initially scripted, but it did allow the run game to get going in because, like you alluded did to they, before, they couldn't throw the fucking ball. So, the, you know, San Fran's out. So that's San Fran ran, them, ran themselves yeah, out of the clock. Like, uh, yep. And so, the Eagles were the best rushing offense in, in probably NFL league. history. Yeah. So, um, so so that was the, the thing there. And then you said to Casey when we had the conversation inside, I, I was, you know, full-fledged on the Bengals. And you said, you know uh, – you know, uh, you brought up a point that I made on the pod about the offensive line being bad and Buffalo not being able to get through, and you were like, "Well, Jones is, you know, there." Basically, said that KC's D, especially the D line, was underrated, and that if they get after him, it's going to be a real fucking problem. Well, guess what? It was a fucking real problem because yeah. they couldn't do anything. I will. I do. Uh, last thing I actually want to say, I almost forgot about it. I'm going to give fucking hats off. This guy, everyone is Joseph Asai. Uh, 
he made a bonehead play at the end of the game that probably cost him the game. And everyone was and, – and, and fucking shame on the media. They were fucking panned on the dude crying on the goddamn sideline after every play throughout the whole play. That dude was the, their best defensive player that whole game. So you take him out of the defense, and honestly, this game's probably completely lopsided anyways. Um, yeah, was that a bad play to see? And you know, you you can't make those plays. No, you're right. But he had the most quarterback hits. You know, uh, he he passed deflected. He was the guy. Like he was their best defender. Um, and without him, it would it would have changed the course of the game. And he needed more embracement from his teammates. He had like teammates screaming, "I'm still going in the locker room." That just shows the immaturity that. I kind of alluded to before about talking shit for the whole week up to yep. the game. Like, all right, take all it a takes fucking, is a few bad apples, yeah, right? So, so you, yeah. there was a, there was another guy standing next to him on the um, at his locker who came up and basically told the media, "Be respectful, or you, you, you get the fuck out." Or Good. whatever. I like whoever that um, is. I like that dude, Bobby something, and I forgot who it was. I want to say like Bobby Jones, but that just sounds so generic. Um, <laughs> I'm looking to see it. He's, he he said. Uh, he said something along those lines, and they asked a question. You got to see the dude's fr- he, he, his face too. He looked at the first reporter that asked the question, like, I- "I'll fucking kill you." So be respectful, type yeah. of thing. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, here, here, same shit. Like that, that dude, he was all over the field, and I don't know much of much about him, much about his story, any of that stuff. But he's like what, 22, 23 years old, something like that. Uh, he was just trying to make a play, man. I mean, That's Mahomes, it, man. Mahomes was also trying to get out of bounds. Yeah, it was a late hit. There was late hits all over the place. There was a, there was was a play. Back. Mixon was, was out of bounds, like six yards out of bounds at like the two-yard line. He got hit by like three dudes and a cheerleader, Nothing. and no one cared. And, yeah. I mean, honestly, Mixon's, well, Mahomes, you Mixon's said it a wife beater anyway, yeah. so he can fucking die and eat <laughs> shit. But um, the refs were, again, to your sentiment, the refs were bad. Um all in all, everything together, the two best teams in the NFL are in the Super Bowl. Yep. I think. And they're, they're the rank they were the best. They're both yeah, fourteen and three. Yeah, that's all. They're they're the best two teams, they're the the, the number one teams. And a, a little caveat about the way that the NFL changed um the wild card, the adding the seventh team. So adding the 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 seventh uh the third wild card and making only one bye to me, change the playoffs because the Chiefs and the Eagles got the bye, right? You you have to play. You play one less game than anyone else that you're going to play. That's huge. That's so big in the NFL, right? Like where your bye week falls in the regular season is so big in the mm-hmm. NFL to a lot of teams. And I'm sure there's analytics out there about like if your bye week's week four or week eight or week 12, like how good you're going to be, whatever. Right. They played. They played one last playoff game, and they're both in the Super Bowl. Being that number one seed is so important, which again goes back to Cincinnati and Buffalo canceling the game, which we obviously talked about being the right decision, but ultimately cost either one of them a shot at the, the first seed, and then ultimately that game being played in Arrowhead. And it is what it is. Yep. You know, what are you going to do? It is unfortunate circumstances. It is, exactly. It is what it is. You have to be resilient in the league. And, you know, uh, you know, Brady actually, you know, uh, talked about it with Mahomes. And, like, you had to be tough. And, you know, I uh, had, like, a, a talk with Mahomes prior to the game. And he went out and did it. And, you know, when they asked Brady about it, he was like, that's what you have to do. Like, yep. you know, you can't, you know, uh, basically saying, like, the, it, it's hard to to be a ref in the league. And you're not going to have 100%. And you got to play through stuff and get to play until – 
you know, the the, the, the clock strikes zero. There's so. no excuses so. right? in, in any sport, but there's no excuses, and it is what it is. But the NFL taking away that, that other bye, where you used to be able to finish second with a bye, and the Patriots, how many years did they finish second? Or right. not, not, you know, first and second, but finish second, get still get a bye, get that first home playoff game where they play some tomato can. Yeah. You know Jacksonville or San Diego, wherever they would come in to to Foxborough, get blown out, and then they would worry about the AFC Championship game. Um, And that's almost like kind of what happened. And it, it, I mean, even though the Bengals whooped the Bills, like that was a that was a lot for them. I'm sure they also almost lost to to the the Ravens too. So it was just a lot. You know, it's a lot of football to play before you're playing at Arrowhead. You know, again, the same arguably thing. the best quarterback in the league. So, so. that's just, just just a caveat there. Um, so moving on to the Super Bowl, Chiefs Eagles. Uh, the Eagles are favored. They're one and a half point favorites. Um, I think it's going to be a little lower scoring. It, it the over under is fifty one and fifty one. Um, I think it was actually like forty nine and a half. It's been moving up. Um, Personally, I think it's going to be lower scoring because I think both of the defenses don't get the credit that they. I think they're the two number one. I think they're one and two in the league in sacks. Um, so I don't. I don't know where where that ultimately ends up. But what do you think for Sweet. the game? Um, I don't like the over under. I agree. I think it's, it'll be low. I'll say. I'll say. It's going to be. 49, that's, that was close. I would say 27-21 Eagles. Yeah, I'm probably in that same range, too. I think it's going to be tough to stop the Eagles. I think the way that... Teams... See, the difference with the... difference with the So the reason why I agree with that is that... And I agree, and I cut you off, sorry, but... Is that Burrow can't run. Right. And that was the problem. He needed to be have that pocket so we could throw, Right. Hurts don't need the pocket, you know. He's gonna escape and he's gonna be out. He's gonna have a huge game. He's gonna have a huge game. game. And and I bet you he has. I'm gonna put this on the record right now that he will be the leading rusher in the entire game, both sides of the ball, and that will be that deciding factor of the game. The reason KC loses games is the team that they're playing usually rushes right down their throat. Buffalo, when Buffalo played in Arrowhead this year. When they, when they went to KC, the way they won that game, they handed the ball to Singletary over and over and over. And James, I think James Cook had a decent game that game. Or whoever it was, there was another running back. Uh, it might not have been Cook. Um, but they they ran the ball right down their throat. Every game KC loses, they're down, and the team that they're playing runs the ball right down their throat. The same thing with Indy. They were down in that game, and Indy started running the ball. And I don't know if Taylor was healthy for that game. I think he was. And Taylor might have had a big game in that game. If not, the, Indy ran the ball. Uh, that's all I remember. It was Indy kept getting first down after first down after first down. That's the way that you beat Kansas City is the Brady effect. You keep him on the sideline. Right. You keep Mahomes on the sideline. You you slow the game down. And to me, the Eagles, I think they have, I think they have 38 rushing touchdowns on the season or 39 rushing touchdowns on the season or something like that. It's the most in modern history. So they're they're the best rushing scoring team in in modern NFL history and I think I just think they're going to like they're going to unless for some reason, you know, 
Kansas City goes up really early, like big. Like there's a play, a fumble, an interception, something like that. And, uh, and uh, Maybe that's that entirely happens. possible, but I agree. I just think more than likely that's not going to happen, and it will be close, and Philly will be able to run so, the ball over and over. So let me ask you this. So I was wrong again going into this game about a few things, right? So I was wrong. Clearly my two picks didn't, didn't uh, pan out. Injury on one game, and just you were completely right on the second game. However, um, I didn't think that Mahomes was going to play. And then on top of him not thinking he was going to play, I thought he was going to be severely hindered. When we just wrote it off with 326 or something, whatever, something ridiculous as yep. that line was, right? Yep. There's no way playing that game helped his fucking ankle, right? No I mean, if anything, he might be fucking worse coming into this game. We did talk about prior to the Kelsey effect, right? You know, and you know, it's hard for teams to, you know, to really rush at, you know, um, at Mahomes because he can dump down to, to Kelsey, right? And my caveat to that was that the Bengals usually don't send the house; they usually rush three, and you know, uh, you know, with that being said, they can they could carry Kelsey, and Kelsey wasn't insane; he, he had a decent game, but it, you know, he was fairly held in check, whereas. Philly's way better getting after the quarterback. However, is that going to so two things? You know, I guess number one question to you would be, where's what do you how do you feel about Mahomes and your ankle now another week down and playing on it? And then two, do you think that Philly's going to be able to get pressure on Mahomes even with the Kelsey effect? Yeah, I I mean the way the, I, I feel like the way Philly Philly doesn't I don't think they blitz a ton. I could be wrong there, and again like I'm not on PFF or you know. Uh, football outsiders or any of that we're looking at like their blitz rate right now right but like the way they look against the Giants the way they looked against um, San Francisco like they can rush four and get to the quarterback Mahomes is different we just I mean we just covered Mahomes for you know five seven minutes on just him alone like he's different he's going to break contain um, you know pending health right like is it the is it the the ankle going to be better or worse. The only thing I can say is there's two weeks from the AFC Championship game to the Super Bowl. So he's going to have time. He had a week in between that game. Um, I mean, my guess is his wife is annoying as shit anyway, so he's probably looking for any reason out of the house. I think he has a young little baby anyways. So he's probably at the stadium 24-7 getting treatment and all that stuff. Um... I, st- I just don't think it's going to be enough. I don't. I just don't think they have enough. I don't think they have enough to beat Philly. I just don't. I just think Philly's going to be able to. When you when all right, so we could. I mean, we can do it right here. We can do it relatively quickly. Like we can break down position groups, like quarterback. Even if you call it a wash, or even if you give it up to Mahomes. All right, let's I'll say give it give to Mahomes. Okay. All right, let's do it. KC has. Excuse me. Philly has better running backs. Hundred percent. It, they have a better offensive line. They have the best in the league. They have better receivers. Yep. They have not a better tight end. That's it. No, but Goddard's, Goddard's no still slouch. top five. Yes, so. Goddard's like sneaky in this game. I think he's going to be very dependent on. Um, and then you you go to defense, and again, like their their defensive lines are they're one two in the league in sacks, so they're both very good. So I'm not going to say they're a wash. I mean, even again, even if you're giving it Kansas City, the offensive line is so much 
so dominant on the on the Philly side. But it's closer to even than it is to right. to given it. So so I just don't think Kansas City has this huge edge in any in any form or fashion in the game. And then a lot of the guys on KC that are playing defense that are in the secondary are rookies. And they yeah. were talking about this in the game. And there was guys that was getting injured in rookies. Whereas the Philly, they have Bradbury, who got released from the Giants last year, turned into a borderline Pro Bowler this year. Darius Slay, who's one of the you know top five cornerbacks in the league and can play man-to-man on anyone. Um, they, they just have players all over, the, all over their secondary and they're experienced guys. So that's where I just don't think Kansas City has a huge, huge edge. And again, most of the games that Mahomes plays in, he's the best quarterback and he, he's got an edge at quarterback. And I, I think he might have an edge here too. But it's going to take... It, to me, this reminds me of the going into the Tampa game when they when Kansas City played Tampa in the Super Bowl. It, it's not, I'm not and by no means am I comparing Hurts to Brady or anything along those lines. But Tampa's defense, no one talks, no one talked about Tampa's defense. They always talked about Brady, 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 Brady. Tampa's defense shut Mahomes down because he didn't, he couldn't do anything with it. They took Hill out of the game. They made Kelsey catch the ball. They beat up Kelsey with Devin White and. Um, uh, the other linebacker that they had, and they rushed four, and they got to Mahomes all all game. So I don't know. I just think that's kind of how it's going to play out. I don't see Kansas City getting blown out by any means, but I'm actually supr- like surprised this doesn't go up to like two, two and a half, um, yeah. something like that. I, I just think Philly's going to. I think it could be like lopsided, and the reason why it could come back to being like I said, a one score game is because like shit like touchdown at the end or something like that yeah. like it actually could be similar. Mahomes not going to stop throwing the ball right like no. they're going to they're going to move the ball all over the field but um, who is he throwing it to you know that's besides, that's, 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 the thing. Know, that's like, what I'm saying like like it's it's is MV, we talked about this before MVS is a guy like this game he could have nothing right. he could be zero factor i mean yep. like legitimately one catch for like 15 yards like that's like legitimately that's MVS's yep. you know player profile is that he has Juju these, well, if he's healthy he's yeah, like but he's never two healthy. for 26 yeah, yeah and he's not healthy so like Kelsey you got Kelsey and, and you know um, I can see Kelsey having 8 for you know 84 and, and a touchdown because that's what he's going to have right? right like that's almost like you can just like chalk him up for that I don't see again. I just don't see Philly letting that happen. Where they're gonna, I feel like they're gonna play back a little bit. They're gonna let everything kind of happen underneath. Um, Kadarius Tony's not. I don't. I don't. He's questionable. Number one, he's made of glass, right? Right. Sky Moore really hasn't really done anything what we thought he was. I don't nope. think McCole Hartman's gonna play. Nope. So that next best receiver might be Jarek McKinnon. Yeah. McKinnon and Pacheco are good out of the backfield. They both play well. They both uh, played but well. But they're not. I mean. It's, Sanders, uh, Gainwell, and Boston Scott are way better. Like, yes. Sanders is better than both of these guys himself. Yep. And y- you can almost make... I can't say that Gainwell's better than both of these guys, but if... Yo, Gainwell's he, super dynamic. But he might be. <laughs> yeah, he's super dynamic. He might be. He's yeah. more similar to, like, McKinnon, but just younger and yeah. better. So, I mean, I think we agree. I think we're both on Philly here. Um Again, I just think the over/unders, the over/unders high. Like 51's a lot. That's seven touchdowns and a field goal. Like that's eight scores. Um, Super Bowls are just not that typically that high scoring. I don't know. I, I just, agree. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong there, but I, they always seem like they're in the 20s. Um, so for both teams to be high 20s, I just I don't know, I don't see that. But 
I could see that like 28, 21, 27, 21, 20, even like the 27, 24, and that's on the 51 mark right that there. That was my initial thing was 27, 24, but I just don't think it's even going to be that close. That's, yeah, I, I, don't, I just, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe, um, I, mean, I could be wrong. I yeah I I I'm I would take Philly in the under. That's just my thought. I would take Philly down there as well. Um, and that's I'm yeah that's that's where you. I would go. So yeah I mean that's we'll see. We got yep. we got we got a few weeks before that comes up. Um, I mean I I think we would be remiss if we we talked Patriots right. We talked uh, the conference championship games. We talked the Super Bowl. Uh, another huge story that came out this morning that I feel like we have to touch on, right? Like uh, Brady, Tom Brady, retired for the second time. The video came out, I don't know, around 8.30, 8.45, whatever it was today. He put out a you know one-minute little Instagram video of him on the beach or wherever he was, basically just kind of like straight from the heart, hey, I'm... Before you hear it from anybody else. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. Um, for good this time is what he said. So, uh, first off, I mean, hats off to Brady. It, obviously, obviously, we loved the guy while he was here. We rooted for him while he was in Tampa. Um, I don't know how you could not. I don't care Dude. who you rooted for in what form or fashion, unless you were a Colts fan, a Jets fan, you know, I don't know. I don't care if you're anybody fan. Just similar to like what we just said about Kobe and LeBron and whatnot. Dude, seven-time Super Bowl champion. Seven. That's ridiculous. He's not even talking about all the other things that he does, right? Five-time Super Bowl MVP. Three-time MVP. 15-time Pro Bowler. Five-time NFL passing touchdown leader. Four-time passing yards leader. Two-time Offensive Player of the Year. And three-time first team all pro which I mean, is which is he's he's robbed on some of those cr- cr- stats exactly too, that you just put out yeah. like some of those stats he's actually robbed on right and they're still ridiculous and that's not talking about like most playoff like i, I mean it's no. the amount of records this guy is broke is just ridiculous and you know what i came on you know social media after it happened and like part of me was sad because like he was just like this fucking superhero you know like dude keeps playing like he didn't have a good year this year by what accord though like i like you know like <laughs> exactly. I, I i tried to explain this to like a buddy who was like oh he needed to leave i'm like why yeah. he was top five in a lot of statistical categories would he throw for you know, like, like 4300 yards like, like, like ridiculous yards? better than a lot of quarterbacks like his offensive line sucked you know Talk evans had e- evans had like a, a down year and you know uh What's the name? Didn't come back until like midseason. Uh, so, regardless, um, he's just the man. Um, so I hated to see him go because I actually still think he can play. Um, but for peace of mind and people are like, oh, t- you know, the hatred that I was seeing on social media and stuff, just like it actually made me like really fucking pissed off because t- he might. I, I'm gonna just put it out there you you put out i'll let you say it because i know you're going to probably speak on it but you talked about like the best athletes of all time right yep. um to me he's the best athlete of all time like i i think he's surpassed Jordan. like the amount of time he did it for the amount of achievements that he has uh, acquired and the amount of records he has broken for many of which will never be broken in the uh, number one sport 
in America. Yeah, so I just, I mean, they were like, ah, oh, was it worth fucking losing his wife? Like, dude, do you live with this dude? Do you know what's happening behind the scenes? Like, you have no idea. Like, no one has any fucking clue what the fuck's going on. So yep. just stop. Like, how about just respecting this dude and, you know, uh, call an apple an apple. The guy's the goat, period. Like, you know, even if you want to argue that, Jordan's better at this, Serena or fucking Gretzky or whatever, whoever you, you, you had named or whoever you might think. The bottom line is, in, at the very least, in NFL, this dude is the fucking goat in this. Mahomes is saying, you, you had guys tweeting it today, like right. studs, like not like scrubs, you know, like. So, yeah, it sucks. It's going to be very different without him in the, in, in the NFL next year. But if he has peace with it, I wish him all the best. Um, and before you give me your two cents on him, because you did well deserve it. You've been a Pats fan uh, and a Brady fan as long as myself. Um, so after you do that, tell me what you think his next endeavor is. Is he staying in football? Is he going to a front office somewhere? Is he trying to be part owner? Is he going to be a coach? What, uh, what, what do you think after – tell me that after you tell me your two cents on, on this whole situation. Yeah, I mean, I echo a lot of the same sentiments, right? Like Brady's, Brady's part of our childhood. Right, like we're old at this point, right? Like our whole upbringing, not even the child. That's all he's been saying? playing. Like 2001, when they walked on the field, introduced as a team, playing the Rams. Kurt Warner, the greatest show on turf. Isaac, Bru- right, dude. That for Tory Holt. For <clears throat> for anyone that's even listening, and and it, the way that the Super Bowl used to be uh, introduced, they used to introduce individual players, and the Patriots in 2001 got introduced as a team epic and it was the it still like brings me like emotions and like chills because it was the coolest thing that's ever happened in sports to me it was the coolest thing like it's in the first episode of brady's um yeah espn documentary the man in the arena and my my wife had never seen it again she's an Eagles fan, so she didn't grow up with Brady, doesn't know any of that. And when she heard the story and, and watched it for the first time, she was like, oh, that's really cool. Like, they were introduced as a team. And I'm like, but they no one else did that. You yeah. know, like, now teams get introduced as teams. The Patriots started it. Yeah. And that was that was a Brady thing. That was a Willie McGinnis thing. That was a uh, Ty Law, Brewski, Vinatieri. Yeah. Like, that was a locker Ray room Roll. thing that they came right. up with. Um, but Brady was obviously not the center point of that at that time at that time right but again little do we know 22 <laughs> years later yeah, go, he's right? still playing and he's he's you know still playing at a high level and again like you said like the tampa was so injured this year and he had he still had a fucking unbelievable year like you're telling me um i don't know, just say like who's like, like a, who's like a random quarterback like uh Derek Carr, or um, you can fucking cut. But I'm just saying, like, you know, like, like that's what I'm saying. Another like, random like quarterback out there, like, if they had the year that Brady had, they 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 would die for that year. You know, forty six. What do you throw? Like six interceptions or something like that this year? Seven to eight, whatever. I don't know. I could be wrong there and undershooting it, but um, I actually think I am because I think he had a lot of interceptions towards the end of the year. But I gotta look it up now. Um, He's, I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's a piece of our childhood. He was the greatest athlete that I've seen in my time. And I feel like we've lived through a time where athletes 
kind of come and go, especially in Boston, but come and go in our, our 40, great... For, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. 4,694 yards this year. Yeah. 25 touchdowns and 9 picks. So 9 picks, yeah. I feel like he even had... I, I felt like he even had less than that, but I think he had one game where he had 3. Um, but still, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, he's he's the best. He's the best. And, I, I mean, I put it out today, like, like you were just talking about. I said Jordan... Brady, Gretzky, Gretzky and Bonds. Oh, Bonds. And I know everyone hates Barry Bonds. And you can put, Ser- listen, stuff. I don't want to like, but Serena's definitely got like, maybe yeah. on the back you of the You want to extend list, it out into right. like uh, other sports. I'm just talking about like the right. big four sports. Right. Like, obviously, Serena's right. insane. Uh, then you go to like the men's tennis, like Djokovic, Federer, and yeah. Nadal. All three of them are insane. Um, I mean, you want to get into like soccer, whatever. But right. I'm just saying like, the, the, and the stuff they were talking about on TV today, and it's like addicting to watch Stephen A. But Francesa and Mad Dog were on today, and I don't know if you saw any. No, other. actually, I, I seen it, so uh, I'm gonna let you talk about it for a minute, because like they they wanted to, they were kind of stating, I don't know who was going at what, but they were talking about the legacy of Tom Brady and Stephen A. and uh, with Mad Dog, and I didn't I didn't watch it. So Francesa I, came out and said Brady isn't. So he said Brady, he doesn't think Brady's the best quarterback of all time, which that's fine. Francesca said that for years and years and years, and he's a clown. But he said that Peyton Manning's the best regular season quarterback he's ever seen, and that Joe Montana's the best Super Bowl quarterback he's ever seen. My response to that was, but Brady's the best overall quarterback. So, like, we're ranking regular season quarterbacks now. Why? When does regular does regular when? season win fucking titles? But when, if you want to start doing that, okay, so LeBron's a hell of a regular season player, right? I, I mean, he LeBron's, sucks. He, his LeBron, numbers aren't even remotely close to a lot of players in the playoffs. Right. And the so if you so if you take take his playoffs away, LeBron's the best regular season player of well, all time. Put, that probably puts Kobe above him. That puts a right. lot of like, people above him. I, I mean, when you start doing that with different enough. sports, like right. what are we talking about here? Right. You know, so just. Well, that dude's a clown. So. It's it's the hatred. Of exactly, that's what I'm saying. They hate us because they ain't us, right? And yeah. I, I don't know who said that, but it's it's, it's true. So true. I fucking love that. I it's put that so so true. Um, the Patriots were so good for so long. They were a dynasty in the early 2000s. Arguably their best team of all time, 18 and one. You know, they lose to the Giants. It's it's, it's still arguably the best team of all time. I don't care what anyone says. Their offense, yeah, they're they're. Their offense with Randy Moss, Wes Welker. Wes Welker caught for like 1,400 yards and like 110 catches. Randy Moss had 23 touchdowns. Brady had 50 touchdowns or 55, whatever it was. Like they were the most insane team of all time. Dante Stallworth was they great on the perfect. team. He came out and just killed someone in in Miami, and no one cared. And he's like just walking free because he was so good at playing fucking wide receiver. They. They just they blew it in the Super Bowl. What are you gonna do? Like Eli, the helmet catch, fucking Plaxico Burris, all Travis that shit. Green miss sacks, fucking Asante Samuel not picking it. If that doesn't happen, Brady owns the owns the best team of all time, the best offensive team of all time, the best overall team of all time at 19 and 0. There's not even a discussion. He loses that Super Bowl. He has seven instead of eight. He's the MVP of that Super Bowl because he had two touchdowns. It's just it's a it's like. 
it's so it's so strange to even be arguing like is he the greatest is he not the greatest I, I can't believe it's even up to debate it's, it's insane but people hate it right people hate him the and dude they, left and went to Tampa and went and won a Super Bowl they they still talk that's about, fucking like, insane some people still talk about oh well Aaron Rodgers is the best thrower of the football I've ever is he seen. really though I mean did you watch that motherfucker this year like I mean come on Brady's dude's, dude's younger than fucking Tom and he looked like a fucking train wreck at times yeah. this year so, I mean, I don't even like that argument is fucking moot at this point. Like, I don't even yeah. want to. I can't even stand it. And Peyton was ridiculous. We grew up watching him too, right? He was sure. unbelievable. He sucked in crunch time. He sucked under pressure. Like, he got owned in the playoffs more times than not. And I'm sorry, who gives a fuck about the regular season? When, you're gonna win the playoffs, and you're gonna win the champion. You're gonna win the Super Bowl, and he just didn't do that. You when know, Manning walked into. They said it in Manning the Arena. When Manning walked into Foxborough, he was not Peyton Manning. The, the The New England Patriots defense owned Peyton Manning, and you can say, okay, Tom Brady didn't play like he didn't play defense or whatever, but that's football, right? Correct. There's two sides to the football. There's 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 Brady controlling the offense. And there's the defensive, you know, uh, side of things with Belichick and blah blah blah. He still put up numbers though. Ty Law, Rodney Harrison, Lawyer Malloy, Lawyer Malloy, uh, Eugene Wilson, crushing Reggie Wayne coming across the middle, like taking his fucking head off, dude. They changed the sport. The Patriots changed the sport in the early 2000s, and they made it so you couldn't hit receivers, so you couldn't press them, so you, like the, what is it, the five yards, illegal contact. Yeah. They came up with illegal contact because Jim Irsay was pissed that the Patriots were dominating. And granted, when they played in the Dome, Manning was much better and all of that stuff. And, I mean, Manning's no slouch, right? We're not, like, Dude, shitting on Manning. Dude, top five like quarterback of all time, by far. Not even close. He's ridiculous. Sure, but he just, he couldn't win at Fox. But he's not fucking top... He's right. not even. I, honestly, I don't even think it's like close. I really don't. Like, I, I don't think. I, I, I think in, in when you, when you say Hall of Fame or you say like top five, dude, I don't even blink to say like Peyton's in it, right? Sure. You could even say I can easily make an argument he's top three. I can make. I could probably make the argument without doing too much thought process. He'd be top two. Yep. But then there's a severe drop off after Brady. Like it's not close anymore. Bro, like Manny's been doing commercials and 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 so announcing like, for. 10 years crazy. or some I, shit. I, I, you know I don't, I it's not, like. there's not, there's no debate anymore. Um, no. He just, I just hate the hate. Like, you know, like, I just hate it. You know, like, Kobe didn't get the hate. Like, all these other players didn't get the fucking hate. So what the fuck is this dude getting the hate for? Like, dude is fucking ridiculous. Yep. You know, like, all people are like, oh, is it worth, like, bringing his personal life in? They're like, dude, fuck you. Like, how about just taking, even if you stay black and white, Dude's re- insane. Like, absolutely, positively insane. Even if you want to, like, involve his personal life. Okay, so what? Yeah, he got divorced. Homie, a lot of people get divorced. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, also, I, I mean, there's two sides to it, right? Like, everyone... <laughs> I heard this, uh, you know, I mean, years and years and years ago, but everyone's everyone's sick of, of someone, right? Somewhere along the lines. You could have the hottest female in the world... At some point, some guy is going to be sick of her for whatever reason. Right. And we're both married. We run into it with our wives. I'm sure we're sick of them day to day or whatever. And it is what it is. Like, Brady got divorced. He Big fucking deal. Who cares? Like, that changes him as a fucking person. He's like, 
he, he, he's, he threw for 100,000 passing yards in his NFL career. A 100,000 passing yards. <laughs> like, no, I don't know what the other record is total, but, like, I mean, his playoff record is insane. He went to 10 Super Bowls. Went to 10 Super Bowls, bro. It's crazy. 10 it's Super crazy. Bowls. So, 10. Yeah, I mean. That's it, fucking insane. Like you said, if he's happy with it and he's comfortable where he's at, it, I, I, had a, I had a tough time this morning remembering that he's 45. Right? Like, he's 45 years old. He was waking up three, four months ago at 45 years old and playing Slinging. against Micah Parsons on the same football field and not scared of it at all. And then coming off and getting in dudes that were like 22, 23, 24, 25, 26 in their face and screaming at them and demanding better. And then he would go in the locker room and take accountability for it. And then he would go to practice and he would come out the next week. And he's just like, he's the, he, I don't know how anyone could say he's not like the ultimate pro, the ultimate teammate. Dude, all the he bad stuff threw, is nonsense about him. He too, never threw course. anyone under the bus. Right, exactly. He never, he never talked shit about Belichick. The whole thing about like Bill or Tom, like whose right. side are you on and all of that stuff. He never threw Belichick under the bus. Dude, a Braves record without once. Belichick is way better than Belichick's without fucking Brady. Almost so. even like talking about him as like a lock. But in guy. general. There's no player that's played with him that has ever said a bad, bad word thing. about him. Except fucking Antonio Brown because he's fucking mental retarded. Boy, yeah. That's I mean, it. Honestly, that's yeah. fucking it. I mean, shout out Antonio if he wants to come on the pod and talk about it. But no, like banned from that pod. Brady's He's he's Derek Jeter in that sense where like no one ever talks shit about Jeter when they played right. with him, right? Ultimate and professional. Ultimate professional. And that is something to be said about the the LeBron thing that you brought up earlier about him being like a crybaby and an overall like asshole and this type of stuff and some guys don't want to play with LeBron. Dude, that's like, the majority of the reason why I fucking hate LeBron is because he's a fucking prima donna fugues. And I don't think that about him. Guys know? wanted to play with Tom Brady. Right. And there's guys who obviously want to play with LeBron and that type of stuff. But there's also guys who didn't want to play with LeBron. Right? right. Like Kyrie wanted out for a reason. Right. And we all know Kyrie's kind of a head case at this point too but like no one ever wanted out from Brady. Right. They just moved on because they needed money, or right. they they didn't get offered a contract or whatever. So, um, yeah. Does I mean, long story short, off? no. I mean, I think he's gonna go right to Fox. Oh, you think was, it's gonna be okay? I think he goes right to Fox. So the the thing that they said was um, Greg Olson's spot on. I think Dude, Olson. I think he's so good. Bro, Olsen will go right somewhere else. Good, I mean, he no, should. Good. He's he, very good. I want Tony Romo to go to the bottom of the ocean with a fucking rock, you know, fucking <laughs> attached to his ankle. Dude, but, something happened with Romo because when Romo first started, I thought he was good, and I think it all, like, went to his head. And now, if you listen to Romo, you would think Romo is Tom Brady. Right. Like, the way he, like, speaks and the way he, like, talks and uh, I, I don't I don't he, the Romo to me rubs me as like that dude has an ego the size of Kansas and I don't know if he does or doesn't I have no idea he he announces with Jim Nance who also has an ego the yeah. size of fucking you know the United States I can't even stand him so they're um, they're together but Romo turned into like this uh, he doesn't even let the like let the game breathe like give it a second like that's why I love Joe Buck and there's a lot of people that hate Joe Buck I love Joe Buck and Troy Aikman and I don't even like Aikman that much, but they they like let moments happen, right. and and they'll they'll announce a little bit, or uh, obviously Aikman like gives a little bit of color to it, and but Buck will let 
a moment kind of like unfold. And I think Buck called the Minnesota game where they won on like the Stefan Diggs play. And there was nothing. If you like listen to the actual TV broadcast, he, he was just like, Diggs. And then he scores a touchdown and he's like, touchdown. And then he lets it go for like two minutes and just says nothing. And it's like the crowd going crazy. And bro, if that was Romo, he would be on the field doing cartwheels at the 50 announcing fucking jerking off. Yeah. Like, He's so about himself and so loud and arrogant. So, anyways, I don't think Brady's going to be like that either. Um, but I do like Olsen. Yeah, I, I like Olsen. And I, I do think that, uh, see, I think that Brady can't leave football yet. I think he's yeah. going he, he's gonna to stay. People are saying that, you know, talking about Miami front office because he got a house there. and But that doesn't mean shit. I mean, he can fly and dude's got more money than, than all that. 90% of people, so... I could definitely see him as an owner at some point because his, his... I mean, the TV12 brand is so big at this point and it's in, you know, it's overseas, it's global at this point. Um, I just don't... I, Speaking of that, uh, you know, if that takes off like it should, it might, you know, I don't know. They... I seen a stat today, and this is off, off topic, but um, Michael Jordan made like $90 million during his playing career as like a, like a player just last year from Jordan brand it was like 450 something million yeah like so so you know if you get that amount of money coming in and then he's partial owner of, of um, arguably the, the worst the, owner in sports <laughs> he really might be uh, so I mean we'll see um, but uh, you know uh, definitely need to give some love for TB he's the fucking goat Hell so yeah um, and then on the flip side, I finally found out last year the PC Friars were a number four seed. Four seed. Four. So. Kansas was definitely a one seed, I remember. 100%, 100% they were a one seed. So. Well, shout out, Tom. We love you. Yeah. I mean, if you want to come back to the Patriots, I'd happily take them at age 46. Anyways, come back and play with Bill for Literally one last season. better than Mac Jones. Um, I mean, I think that ends up, you know, episode 15 for us. Uh, we will not be here next week, and then the following week we'll go into the Super Bowl. So probably two weeks for us into the next pod. Um, we'll get into the Super Bowl, uh, maybe cover some of the, the Pro Bowl and the flag football game. I'm just kidding. That's not <laughs> happening. Uh, no. Uh, so two weeks from now, we'll see, where the, we'll see where PC ends up. Obviously, the Celts will uh, be the top of our list and, and um, you know our agenda here. Uh, but we'll see where PC ends up and kind of how the Super Bowl is going to play out. And then uh, we'll go from there. All right, man. Uh, have a good uh, weekend and rest of your week. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you later. Yep, sounds good. Later. See everybody in New Hampshire. Later.